All right now. Hello, hello, hello. Benny Golson uh, from his album, My Blues House. Benny Golson was a, still is, a legendary uh, tenor, saxophonist, composer, and arranger. And this is from his 1959 album, The Essential Benny Golson. He's 93 and still has his chops. This is Lead Stories. I'm Utrecht Lead, and good to be with you once again. I hope you had a good weekend, restful, and filled with contact with family and friends. And they they got to say, oh, I remember you. (laughs) Yeah, you look familiar. (laughs) And you reacquaint yourself. That's great. Well, a little secret, and I don't mind sharing it. I had prepared my program, and then I happened to glance at a news story, and it concerned the same story that I was going to tell today. And it concerns Brittany Greiner. Uh, We'll talk about her in a minute. I said, well, jeez. But it was not the same angle of my story. It was the the latest news on Brittany Griner. If you happen to be following the news, Brittany Griner is a basketball player on the women's NBA. Uh, and she had found herself in the midst in the midst of a, a fight between the United States and Russia. And her family members and supporters uh, gathered a great deal of strength going public with the fact that she, is, she was in uh, detention in Russia for having... Um, or carrying, or they found in her luggage uh, some cannabis oil, which they regard as a a drug, and was facing very serious time, 10 years in prison on that charge. And, of course, there was a groundswell of support, particularly in the United States, of course, that's understandable, and uh, pressure on the Biden administration to do something to get her out. Now, I was having trouble with this story, and that's why I was going to bring it to you. And the story posed a difficult question to me. Uh, It is one thing to say, well, of course, you recognize that the polarity here, the United States and Russia. Now they, you know, they're facing each other over what should happen, not just to one, but to two of its citizens. Apart from Griner, there is a man, uh, Paul Whelan, who was arrested in 2018 on espionage charges, which he has denied. He was convicted and sentenced to 16 years in prison in June 2020. U.S. officials are saying, this this is the official U.S. position, that Paul Whelan's trial was unfair and that Americans these two Americans now, both Americans, were un- wrongfully and unfairly imprisoned and convicted. So this is, it was budding into a big international story with the U.S. once again facing its own nemesis, its old nemesis, Russia. And there are two people who are at the center of the fight. Now, 
how are we to know what the truth is? There's so many reasons that we should remain skeptical here and see how it plays out. And the skepticism in the, in the case of Waylon, who is the one arrested and serving time for uh, espionage in Russia, in that world, anything is possible. But he was put on trial. If the United States had said the same thing, say about a Russian citizen, that it uh, put in court on trial for espionage, the assumption automatically would be, yes, he did it, or she did it. But, you know, they, they would hang on to the explanation that this was not an arbitrary decision. A trial was held, and the person found guilty. And that's Wayland's fate. Wayland has been found guilty. He is serving a 16-year prison term in Russia. Now comes the most recent issue, and the most recent issue is Griner. Now, all along, all along, Griner and her supporters back in the United States were very vocal about the fact that she's completely innocent. She's done nothing wrong. And the pressure was intense on Joe Biden to do something, to respond. Uh, and, of course, we know the historic bipolarity here between the United States and Russia. They're not friendly, to say the least. And now we have two citizens drawing them into a conflict. And it is hard to tell how this was going to be resolved. In the case of Whalen, he is waiting to find out what the next step is for him. It's not clear. But we have word today that in the case of, of Griner, she actually has pled guilty to the charge that she's been saying all along. And, and her supporters uh, say that she was not guilty. She's been, she's been saying all along she's not guilty. Uh, this, apart from the cannabis oil, they found that her luggage, in her luggage, they found certain quantities of other drugs that they consider was tantamount to smuggling, that she was smuggling drugs. Okay, she insists that is not so. We don't know. We have no way of knowing what the truth is. What is the exact truth? But today, Griner has uh, pled guilty to the charge, which if she had gone to trial, she was risking a pretty steep sentence. Had she gone to trial and been found guilty in a Russian court, she would have been facing at least 10 years in prison. Even though the amount found was not considered a major deal, it was a small amount, but A, she started out by absolutely saying, I have nothing to do with this, this is all made up, and I am a victim of a frame-up, is what she basically said. That triggered, and that that triggered her supporters in the United States to press Biden and his administration into engaging Russia on this question. And now we have, uh, of course, Paul Whelan, also accused of, uh, uh, apart from everything else, accused of espionage of all things, and he is doing time. 
he is doing, he's been sentenced to 16 years in a Russian prison. Okay. So we have a legal battle set up. We, the people, we have no idea of knowing who's telling the truth here. We have no idea. And mostly, I think people went at this issue of supporting this one or that one on the basis that they were Americans. And that's all they needed to know. They're Americans, and they're Americans convicted in Russia. And that means they are innocent automatically, and the United States has to find a way to get them back home. Let's talk about the charges once more. With Raylan, it is espionage. He was convicted and sentenced in a Russian court to 16 years in prison back in 2020. U.S. officials say his trial was uh, unfair and that Whalen is officially and wrongfully convicted. That's their position. We haven't heard much about if there are negotiations or what, but of course we expect that behind the scenes there is dramatic negotiation going on. Now comes the second American, Griner, and she insisted from the beginning she was innocent. She was not uh, carrying drugs in her suitcase, although Russians said they found the, the drugs and the, the cannabis oil in her baggage, in her luggage. She said, not so. Today, she says, I'm guilty. So where do you go with this? A number of things are still possible that need to be considered. For example, with the espionage Paul Whelan uh, case, it could be very well the case that he was engaging in espionage and got caught. Let's go with that scenario. This happens all the time. Countries send people to spy in other countries all the time. The hope is that they won't get caught. But this is not an unusual charge unless there was something particular about the kind of espionage he allegedly was engaging in, which we don't know. We don't know. So he could be very well an innocent man who very conveniently was dragged into this mire by Russian forces so that they can have something as a, as a kind of chip to trade if one of theirs, if one of their people ended up getting caught for the same thing in the United States. This is how the spy work world works. It's possible that Whalen is a chip, a bargaining chip from the beginning. Now, when we come to Griner, and you know, her first name, by the way, is Brittany, Brittany Griner. Uh, everybody calls her Griner. Brittany Griner, but okay. She's an NBA star. And if, in fact, she was caught with what Russia says by law, this is how they categorize 
what she was carrying in her luggage, allegedly carrying in her luggage, was against the law. It was drugs, as they defined it. Then they have another big chip. They caught another big chip. And then you would expect some high-level talks to find out how much bargaining could be done here, what the conditions are, and then what is the best way to bring this freedom about without annoying and and frustrating the Russian people and without saying to the Americans that their, their, their belief and these two people was misplaced. So that's the nature. The negotiations have to take this in mind and uh, keep this in mind uh, because nobody, at, especially at this time, when tensions are so high between these two countries, you don't want to have anything interfere, even though these... Uh, two people are not connected in any way with the issue of Russia and the United States right now with respect to Ukraine. But they're Americans. And this is Russia. And it is Putin. And it is Biden. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to Hold the line and tell the facts and and let us let let people know what the negotiation is about, or are you going to concoct something? You make a story. Both sides will now have to agree to the story, a new story. We already see. Uh, we already see Griner making a concession and a confession. Although she insisted and all of her supporters were insisting she's completely innocent, this didn't happen, today she said it happened and that she is guilty. She confessed today. So I'm asking you, hearing this story and knowing what lurks in the balance, And it's about one side or the other will have to win, which means the other side will have to lose. If you were advising Biden, what would you advise him to do? How should the United States now handle a very messy situation considering its direct involvement in opposition to Russia and in support of Ukraine. But now it has to deal with Russian law. And that law has ensnared two American citizens. See how, see how life could get messy? What would you advise? So that's a, the, 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 the question today. You're an advisor to the Biden administration because two American citizens are involved. And Russia has them. And they have already conducted a campaign to drum up support among fellow Americans that they are completely innocent of the charges that they faced in Russian courts. But now we have a capitulation by one that says, I confess. I really had the drugs in my suitcase. I had the cannabis oil. Yes, it is against Russian drug laws, 
to be in possession of these things, and I confess. But I'm hoping still that there can be some kind of deal worked out where I could be forgiven for my stupidity and go home. And the uh, Paul Whelan, who was convicted and sentenced to 16 years in prison for spying in Russia, what is to be done? How does Biden save himself now? How does he save himself? How does he save America's reputation? How does he negotiate and get these two people back home? Any ideas? Let's hear them after this break at 888-874-4888. We'll be back to hear what you suggest right after this break. You're listening to Lead Stories on PRN.FM. I'm Eutrice Lead, and we're talking about a major quagmire that has developed between Russia and the United States involving two U.S. citizens in the clutches of Russia's laws. And the question is, If you were advising President Biden, who himself has come under attack by people who are supporting both these folks, Paul Whelan, uh, a military man who was uh, convicted and sentenced to 16 years in prison in 2020 for spying, And we have WNBA star Brittany Griner, who at first, after being detained, she said, I am completely innocent of anything they're charging me with, with uh, connections to drugs. Today, today, she said, just literally hours ago, She confessed and said that, yes, she was in possession of drugs. Now, I'm still saying we have to keep in mind this is the weird world of diplomacy here. We don't know who is telling the truth yet, the absolute truth. We we can't make any bets on who is telling the truth. But even so... What is your advice as an advisor to uh, Joe Biden? What should he do? What do you think he would do? Lincoln Brown from New York, you're on the air. Good day, you, Tracy. Good day. Uh, I would take a straightforward approach to him. Uh, I would be one of those kind of friends who is going to tell you the truth, even if it hurts. And I would say to him, first of all, the fact that that young lady confessed that she was guilty means that his hands are tied and he cannot do anything about it except maybe appeal for mercy from Russia. Say, okay, can you uh, be a little bit merciful with your sentence, especially seeing that she finally confessed was insistent that she was innocent. She was implicating that Russia was, that the Russians were lying on her, you know, and she was defaming them, actually. So, you know, whereas it would have been better to have just said, hey, you know, you caught me. (laughs) When I was a young man in college, they caught me with marijuana coming through the airport. And I said, you caught me. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I said, okay, and they gave me, they, they were easy on me, yeah? <laughs> so, let me ask you, though, but what if, uh-huh. what if some kind of offer was made to her, if by the 
Russians or the United States, we don't know, to plead guilty now, even though she started out by saying, I'm completely innocent of these charges. Yeah, but to plead guilty in order, and then we will arrange for you to get back home, reunite with your family and all the other good things. All you have to do is to confess that you are guilty. That might be true, although I find that a little bit tricky in the sense that they said they found other drugs on her. And, you know, so that actually complicates the situation. It means that it was actually deeper than, than, than she was posing. In, in reference to... But the, we don't know. The, the thing is, we don't know. We don't know if any of this is true. We have to go into this assuming that none of it is true or all of it is true. We don't know. I am assuming that it's true. What I'm true? assuming that way, that, that she was guilty. And there's a, there's a tendency in Russian politics, which a lot of people are not aware of. Russia very rarely lies. Instead of lying, they go they will submit saying something. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Go, go, go. No, no, no. Go back there and repeat that sentence. Russia rarely lies. Lies, especially, especially from the from the from the Putin era. You know, they will admit saying something rather than lying. That, that is their. That's been their practice. If they don't think that they can face the truth. They omit saying something. So it would be, you, you could call it lying by omission, but they don't outrightly usually lie. And most of the time, things that are spoken about Russia is really defamation, just like how they defamed Gaddafi, etc. The U.S. is But get to the point, get to the point, what is your advice? What is your advice to Clinton? Yeah. As the, an advisor to Clinton in this scenario what so is I would say, I would say for the girl for the girl for the basketball player i'd say look now our hands are tied we you know you got yourself into this and we will try to um to beg mercy for you but that's as much as we can do because another thing is good dealing with another major power and we can't twist their arms like we could twist the arms of a Trinidad or a Libya or somebody like that. It's like we, we are two big beers and we have to stand toe to toe, okay? In, in reference to the, to the espionage, um, I do believe that. You said that if, if, if Russia is holding on, to this, holding on to them as chips, if Russia yes. is going to hold on to that, hello? If Russia yes, is going to hold on to that, so if Russia is going to hold on to that seller as a bargaining chip, it would only be if it's true, because he would only No, it could be something chip. else. It could be something else. Not, no, it could be yeah, that there are people that it has caught that they have not made public yet. No, my, my reason for saying that, though, is that usually Russia will hold on to someone who is valuable to the USA. And if that person was not a spy, he would not be valuable to them. And he would not be a bargaining chip. But he is a U.S. Marine. He is a U.S. Marine. And on this side of the ocean, that makes the Marines are watching to see what the president, the the commander-in-chief, is going to do. About this that U.S. It, Marine, that makes it even more plausible that it that it's it, uh, more possible that he is guilty. And, and I, I want to just add this: what I would also remember, I started by saying I'd be like a tough friend. I would say, you know what, uh, Biden, look, man, when you send people to war, they get killed, and you don't have no excuse. You don't have no way of bringing them back. And especially when you send them to innocent wars. So now that this fellow is there, he knew what he was getting into. And let him eat what comes with it. But you just do a sidestep and say, okay, we can't help you. You know that. Oh, Lord. Take this risk. 
Oh yes, oh yes. You have you, you have me being happy that you you're not you're not president and you have involved in these no, no, negotiations. If I were president of America, America would be different. It would be a different. Well, we, we, we're not going there. I want to get this particular question uh, answered. Yeah. So thank you for getting us started on on this question. Thank you very much, though, uh, Lincoln Brown. Thank you, Ed mm-hmm. from Queens. You're on the air. If you were advising the president. First of all, how do you read the situation? And if you were well, advising uh, the president, good, good what would you advise him to do? Good afternoon, Gary. Good, good afternoon. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, the Griner aspect of this, or the Griner case, if you want to call it, the situation. Uh, I know. I know a lot of uh, people who play in overseas leagues. When I was uh, when I was in the military, I played football, and I ran into a lot of college and uh, students and foreign uh, foreign sports athletes that played. And to be totally honest with you, in a lot of countries, that cannabis oil and those uh, derivatives are not really considered uh, illegal. They use them as a sports medicine for rubs and then treating inflammation and various injuries. So a lot of them travel with them. I think she might have got caught out there due to the political climate. I don't believe that she was actually smuggling. This is just my personal observation based on my own uh, my own personal experience with dealing and talking to people that, that uh, play in overseas leagues. I think she just got caught out there. She's a victim of circumstance. That being said, I mean, you know, we could uh, – I would tell Biden to, for her – Let's do a swap, you know. I mean, come on, you released you released the cocaine uh, czar for 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 who done far more damage than she could ever do in, in a prisoner swap with Russia. So we can work out some type of swap for her. We've got uh, one of the guys, Victor Bouts. He's uh, supposed to be some type of uh, weapons dealer uh, representing the KGB and the Russian army. He's in he's in prison now in the United States under uh, weapons charges. So we could so we could trade out for her. Um, as far as the Marine, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm attempting to agree with Lincoln. He's a casualty of war. He's, he was, uh, and I believe the espionage charge against him. I believe he might have been operating uh, in, in the means of uh, United States intelligence, and he got caught out there. I mean, you know, to when you play the game, you you, you gotta, you know, you gotta submit to the rules, and he got caught. He's been there since 2018, so I don't see. I don't see him being a major chip as far as uh, for any, I don't know of any intelligence he has, because I think he probably would have been negotiated for long ago. So, I mean, I leave him where he lays. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, the casualties. Oh, right wow. Oh, wow. Just leave him where he lays. All right. It's just there's casualties. I mean, you got to cut your losses. I mean, you know, there's, I'm, I'm a military man. There's accessible losses and there's damage. It's sad, but it's true. In this game, you know, there's winners and there's losers, and you just lost, buddy. I'm sorry. That's it. Uh, Griner would be a good political asset for the Biden administration. It would help his, uh, I believe it would help his, his, his status as poor as it is in this country a lot. It would show some, some type of direction and initiative in his administration as far as foreign affairs uh, with the hot mess that's going on with the Ukraine and, and all this money that's flying around. I don't see why Brittany Griner should suffer, you know, especially when he negotiated and released a cocaine dealer. So that would be my advice to him. Go with Griner. The other guy cut your losses. Wish him all the best. Woo. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Ed. It's a hard, it's a hard game. Ed's a hard, hard choice. You, 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 some hard advice here. When you're dealing in state secrets, when you're dealing with those are the most guarded secrets of any government. And when you're dealing in espionage, when you're dealing in in, in that back room detail, you know, hey, your life is, you you know, we we disavow any knowledge of your actions. Goodbye. I had a TSBI clearance. I know. They disavow any knowledge of your actions. And we will not be compromised. Oh, so it's not looking good so far. Griner is definitely a good political move. Griner is a political move. Yeah, but 
uh, the prophet Whalen is not a good political move. So let him lay where he is. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Rudy from Montreal, you're on the air. Very much, Utrice. Hello. Uh, my, hi. My idea is to tell Mr. President uh, Biden, why don't you take victory, pull victory out of the jaws of defeat? The fact is, what you should do is exchange Julian Assange uh, for this uh, young lady. And you will have them, Julian Assange, not come to the United States, but but go to Russia. Julian Assange will never go to the United States, and this athlete will never come, uh, go to the Russia, to Russia. Um, That is my deal. You you gain, you don't have Julian Assange in the United States. And you, again, by having Julian Assange in Russia, and so you couldn't care less what he says in Russia, and uh, he's out of the United States, and you don't have to face all this nastiness of having uh, the press accuse you of being uh, anti-freedom. So that's what I think they should do. Well, what if it doesn't matter to Putin that Julian Assange might be available for a trade? Uh, yes, I believe he has suffered so much, and that's another victory for Biden. He's been suffering in these prisons and the prisons of the embassy, and so he's he's gained, Biden has gained on every front, even though he's lost the battle. But he's won the war? Is that how you see it? That's he would have won the it. war? Yes, he has. He, would have, he will win the war. Hmm. Interesting. Why is it that absent from your analysis is the current war that the United States is engaged in with Russia? There's very hard feeling on both sides. Well, Biden and the previous presidents are not angels. You know, I, 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 I was absolutely shocked I put I put into the search engine how many wars I asked it how many wars has the United States been in to my utter astonishment the United States has been in war for 240 years uh, sorry uh, the uh, 240 years I um, know 246 years of that six years there was no war they've been involved with war from one end since even before the establishment of the united states that have been in war so they're not angelic they're not angelic beings in the military industrial complex Um, they have nothing to reproach russia for nothing And as a matter of fact, 80% of the population of Russia is concentrated in Moscow. They could be wiped out with this uh, allowing Ukraine to install weaponry. They would have five minutes. They're not going to. What do you want them to do? What would you do? What would you do if you were president of of Russia? Ask yourself that question. Oh, you're asking me personally? Uh, Rhetorically. We're just asking rhetorically. Okay, that's fine. All right. Um, Thank you. So, uh, according to you, 
what's the next step here? What should we expect this situation to morph into? What would it look like? Well, I would uh, give the instruction to the State Department to give instruction to Britain to uh, have the uh, diplomat, uh, diplomatic corps of Russia, um, send a, a release to the prison that uh, Assad can go to Russia. That's it. And that that would, and then they would this young lady, which uh, her her crime was really nothing in a sense. So this. And this oil stuff is nothing. But anyways, they 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 would free her, and uh, they would uh, take uh, Julian Assange. It would be excellent for Russia too because it would show that they're standing up for freedom of the press, freedom of speech. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see what people think. Thank you very much for calling in and contributing Thank today. Eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. We have a diplomatic middle model, I should say here. Uh, and how would you fix it? What do you suspect is at work here? What is at work? We don't know if any of this is true. And you want to be careful not to suggest that you do know or you think you know. We don't know. Just operate on the premise you don't know. We don't know what is really true here. Just the same. What to your mind is a logical next step and what is it leading to that next step? What do you think? How do you get this situation resolved? Is it even resolvable? And if it is to be resolved, what is the price? Interesting, isn't it? You think, well, you have two people over here and you have two governments over there. And uh, the governments are very experienced governments. They have been through all kinds of wars. They've been through all kinds of diplomatic crises. They certainly know how to fix this. And then you find out um, not so fast. They, we don't know. We don't know what this is. As to the people, uh, that admission today by Greiner that yes, in fact, she had these, what Russia has termed and, and uh, defined as narcotics or drugs, that yes, she had them in her luggage. Uh, well, that just puts the icing on the cake it complicates matters so how do you how do you fix this how does it turn out i'm interested in your expertise you you people with some vision and you know what would probably work best give us an idea they call you in as the person to solve the problem your person leading the solutions team, what is it that you are advising people to do and the presidents of both countries to do to get this matter behind us and so we could move on? 888-874-4888. You see, in the world of diplomacy, you can't believe much of what it is they're telling you. You just can't. You'd be crazy. Only an inexperienced person will take everything that they say as truth. Don't even go there. But you have to, just the same, you have to be practical, pragmatic. Even if what you're being told is kind of, sort of true, maybe a little about 6% true and 94% lies, whatever it is, you have to find a way through it if you're going to try to solve the problem. What is the solution here? 
What is the solution? Do you have any ideas? 888-874-4888. We've gotten quite a few ideas so far. I don't know if it would make it in the, in the, uh, in the world of diplomacy, but they certainly are interesting. And we could see when uh, or if this matter comes to a conclusion pretty soon, we'll get to see snippets or pieces of what was offered today in there. But we still may not know what the whole problem is, looks like, and whether it is actually solvable. Parts of it may be, parts of it may not be. But this is the world of diplomacy. You can't believe. That's the number one rule. Don't believe everything they say. Don't even believe your eyes, your own eyes. You have to rely more so on your brain and the logic, the logic of your brain, because it gives you a good reading of what's behind what you see, what you think is happening where you, 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 can't, you can't get direct access. You don't know who is telling the truth. You don't know who is lying. You don't know why in either case. But you do know that this is a problem. And it is happening within the context of an even larger problem. So it's compounded. All the more reason that you have to be very careful about what you think might work and what you think you need to stay far away from because there are interests, compounding interests, and then there's a contextual interest of that. It's a mess. It's a total mess. And we, the people on the outside, we have no clue. We have no clue who is actually telling the truth. Whose version of events, whose interpretation of events is actually uh, accurate. This is how the world of diplomacy works. Much of it is avoiding the truth at all costs, but making it look like the truth making it feel like the truth. But you can't trust any people coming up to you with, with, with the truth of anything. No, they don't know. All right, if we are going to end soon, this is your time to call. Uh, get your phone call in before we close. 888-874-4888. I find myself working really hard lately trying to encourage you to participate I didn't expect that at all. But let us move forward. Move forward. The question has to be seen, or the issue has to be seen, in the context of many other issues, because they have direct relationships with them. And it is not easy. It is not an easy thing. You can't just grab this piece and say, well, we'll solve this, and then we would have solved a major part of the problem. It's one of those problems that it seems to me has so many moving parts, and they're all moving at the same time. Jeremiah from New York, you're on the air. Hi, how are you today, Therese? I'm on the playground here in Harlem. Okay. Um, yes, I feel really uh, sad for what's happened with Brittany Griner. I, I hope she's not being physically abused in any manner. I hope they're treating her in a professional manner, uh, you know, like a, a professional political pawn, like she's being used. Um, I'm sorry as well because I've kind of been in and out of the conversation because I'm watching my son over here. But... Um, uh, someone was mentioning, I don't know if this was mentioned earlier, I, I might have heard the name as I was trying to do two things at the same time, and, and someone commented on social media earlier 
but this is all about the arms dealer, Victor Bout. Is that covered at all today or mentioned no. by anyone? No. no. Okay, I, I don't know the background on this, but I think it's really interesting that um, I heard of this arms dealer who was somewhat of a fugitive many, many years ago named Victor Bout. And then I heard that he was arrested. And then I heard just today that this whole Brittany Griner thing is about they want a, a swap for Victor Bout. Um, I don't know if that's true. Um, the person who stated it, I know to be a pretty disintelligent person in general and, and fairly knowledgeable, and they swore that, um, you know, so this is pretty much a word on the streets kind of thing. I need to do more research about it. But, um, you know, if it comes down to that or something like that, you know, Biden's going to have to do what he has to do. He needs to, he needs to trade. He needs to get Brittany Griner back. You know, it's like he's showing a sort of level of ineptitude on multiple fronts. But, um, you know, the woman is, uh, he's an international star. Um, she's uh, an all time great women's basketball player. And I, if, I'm not mistaken. I believe she also played for the Russian national team. Yes, she she um, did do that. In addition but to playing you, professionally you, you, there, right? You dumped Paul Whelan, the military man, and you were appealing to you're appealing to Biden, the commander in chief, to kind of pass him over. Um, you have to do what you have to do in this situation. She's, you know, she's a political pawn. She made a very dumb decision of, or, you know, or I guess it was an act of carelessness. I actually believe her that she probably just left some contraband in her bags, just like that. And they seized the opportunity and said, oh, we have a wonderful political pawn right here. And uh, the timing of it couldn't have been worse. So I just hope that, you know, for her sake, that um, this isn't a protracted thing that goes on for years and years and years, which it might okay, be, well, unfortunately, thanks. you know. It might, it's very because well. Might how be. many political prisoners have sustained themselves as, as in the status of being political prisoners for many, many, many years? And we, we protested, and some people remained unaware of it. Some people were concerned, but they remained political prisoners, nevertheless. And with that no, on that note, we have to say goodbye because we're out of time. Thank you all for contributing today, and we'll see how this goes. We'll see what what comes out of it, and whether it is in line with what you thought, or whether you're surprised that certain moves were made. We'll see. We'll talk again tomorrow. Bye bye. <laughs>